0: raw spiel give me this spiel raw hey guys and welcome to episode number four this is the last episode that we'll be recording before releasing on halloween Woo! woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> We are so excited. We've been working really hard trying to get this out um, for you guys because, you know, we crack each other up all the time. You know, we got to crack you guys up, too, especially in these trying times and this spooky season. Hell yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. I think that um, it's like, you know, Ness and I were talking the other day and we were saying that... Uh, we are very or we were very ahead of the time back in the days because when one of us was filling down we would legit have like notebooks where we would like gather and then we would talk and we would like do research and it's like we were just talking along the way and then we would just feel better and it was like exactly what we're doing now except way back then except we didn't even know podcasting was a thing because this was like way back when you know? would have been like famous stars by. <laughs> But with that being said, you know we we finally decided like we would just wanted to do something that you guys can join in on the fun and you could hear our conversations while we're giving you guys the raw spiel. But also you get a get an insight of our entertaining, awesome friendship. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> And, you know, hopefully we can all be friends and you guys feel like, you know, we're not just spitting words at you, but that you guys can also contact us, which, you know, is a perfect little, what what's the word I'm looking for? A little link into talking about our Instagram. <laughs> I <laughs> always forget to do that. Like, I am not a social media person and Jasmine is. So I usually just like leave that up to her to bring that up. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it today. And it was not very smooth, but I tried. So I hope you guys
1: appreciate that. Um, no, go I, ahead. You, uh-huh. you always say that. You always say you're not smooth with your words. And then you're like this smooth criminal, like moving <laughs> through with all your words flowing through. And I'm like, hey, that was smooth though. <laughs> like, nah.
0: When I get nervous, I start to stutter and all vocabulary goes out of my mind. And that's why I feel like it's not smooth because, you know, on the topic that we're going to be talking today, I have really bad anxiety and I overthink <laughs> everything. So when I talk, in my mind, it's not coming out as smooth as I want it to. So to me, it feels all rough. And then you always tell me it sounds so suave. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm
1: all, you're- well, <laughs> you're, you're suave, girl. You're suave girl. I was just <laughs> <laughs>
0: gonna think I'm some smooth talking. Well, y'all already heard me talk. This is episode four. You guys know me. I'm, I think I'm a little kooky. I'm a little weird, but I'm trying. I'm trying to, you know, open up a little bit. And I, I still haven't told you guys the Instagram. <laughs> Here I go, going on that train again. I was talking about a few episodes ago, like, I'll just get stuck on this tangent for like ever. But um, yes, feel free to also, you know, spit your words at us. And you can follow us on Instagram and message us through there. Or you can go ahead and hit us up on our email. They are both called the therawspiel.pod. So yeah, feel free email rawspiel.pod at gmail.com. Instagram rawspiel.pod. It ain't that hard
1: peeps. Go check it out. <laughs>
0: And oh also- and now we have a Facebook page yeah, Jazz yeah. wanna
1: you want to talk about that one <laughs> yeah I mean we just you know decided that for us we wanted to pretty much um, put out as many I called it we wanted to put out as many platforms as we could without pretty much pushing anything that wasn't there before <laughs> like for instance I don't think any of us really use Twitter or like different um, which about different social media platforms like that so for me i do go on facebook pretty often and then we both go on instagram and then you know obviously who doesn't have an email so i feel like we just did the platforms that worked for us it's all going to be the same news we're spitting to you guys it's just whatever you're comfortable with following but yes feel free to follow us to like our stuff to tell us we're so funny because we
0: are <laughs> uh, but yeah uh- Yeah, I'm still, you know, bear with me, guys, because I am not a Facebook user, because I guess I'm an old lady, and I never got the hang of it, even when I was a teen. So, again, with the whole anxiety, um, social media, like, stresses me out a lot, but I feel like this has given me an outlet to kind of explore and have fun with that. And I'm actually enjoying it. Like, I got back on Facebook for the page, and then I ended up being like, hey, this is cool. Why haven't I been doing this? Yeah. So I'm learning, so just bear with me if I don't, like, understand everything or if, you
1: know, I'm a little funky sometimes. But I'm trying. Yeah, we're trying. We're trying to just give it to you, Rob. Trying to be ourselves and trying to share everything with you guys and all of that good, good. You know what I'm saying?
0: (laughs) I don't know why I'm
1: like I'm just this forget- I feel like your gangster side comes out like every episode in the start <laughs> I'm telling you girl like and it's so funny cuz you and know, you have talked about this before where people always tell me like oh you're so nice happy go lucky never get mad individual which I I don't mean to my own horn but I'm pretty positive most of the time but I have a very like very little fuse for certain things to where I could pop off in a second so when my gangster side comes out on the podcast that that's a little bit of the real me <laughs> I'm just kidding
0: oh that's the scary jasmine yep. popping off here and there that's the one that that'll be like raw, you know yeah and you know I've been lucky enough to see it not you know directed towards me but I've been lucky enough to see it and I know it's real so y'all watch your step <laughs> don't play with this woman. <laughs> She is the sweetest, kindest, she has the biggest heart of anybody I know. Like she is just so kind. But
1: don't fuck with her because <laughs> you can you better not try her because she'll try you right back and she'll win. I'm just putting that out. There. Yeah, the ge- the Gemini is real. And I've always said this because people are like when and, and no joke, this is probably I want to say like 99% of people when they ask me what my sign is and I'm like, "Oh, I'm a Gemini." They're like, "Ooh." <laughs> Yeah, everybody automatically is like, oh, eat, eat. but they're like, oh, I heard you have two sides. I'm like, no, I have a million. <laughs> Get it twisted. And I'll, I'll, I'm upfront about it. Yes, I'm freaking crazy. I don't hide my craziness.
0: <laughs> but- See, I feel like you, uh, how you embrace the Gemini uh, title I feel like I'm the complete opposite. I do not fit my zodiac sign one bit, but I only am like attached to it because growing up, I've been told like my big curly hair is like a lion. So because I'm a Leo. So that's where I took that on and I'll embrace it in that aspect. But I am not the star. I am not the lead of the show. I am not, like, full of myself. I'm over here. Oh, I'm so funny. I'm not full <laughs> of myself. <laughs> I guess I am a little Leo, I guess. All right, let's get this on and okay.
1: No, but I really do think that you fit the Leo personality. I think that, like any sign, I don't feel like we're obviously, uh, it's 100% accurate, you know, to each person. But I definitely feel like you do have Leo qualities. And I can see that. And then you're like the cat queen, dude. So like, <laughs> you're totally a Leo. But um, I have two riddles I want to share with y'all. So are you ready for the first one? Yes, ma'am. Okay, Vanessa, an audience. <laughs> what building has the most stories?
0: What building has the most stories? <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> sorry, my throat. <clears> throat. Morning allergies is making me all flimy, sorry guys. I'm gonna listen back to this and be like <clears throat> Um, what story has the most or what what building has the most stories? Would it be a library?
1: Oh, damn it, yeah. <laughs> what
0: the hell? That's- Your your coffee's making you too clever.
1: Apparently. (laughs) Okay. Well, good thing I have a second one. (laughs) Okay. What is harder to catch the faster you run? Huh.
0: Harder to catch the faster you run. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that one, sorry. <laughs> take a take a guess. Take a
1: an educated <laughs> estimate guess.
0: <laughs> Harder to catch your breath? Oh, frickin' A bit. <laughs> 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 well, I'm glad you gave me that second chance because I thought of that like right as you were telling me. I was like, oh snap are I, right I was like, to what do you catch when you're running?"
1: <laughs> apparently, Vanessa wants to know all the answers. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Those are the
0: this is rigged. She did not tell me the answer prior to this.
1: <laughs> I really did not, but I, that's that's pretty good, dude. You're you're apparently the riddle queen over here.
0: <laughs> and then last time, it took me like five minutes. It was just dead silence for a long time, and I still didn't get it. I'm on
1: asphalt. <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay <laughs> now that we got some laughter out um, just to give you guys you know as we have before some trigger warnings we are talking about anxiety Um, I mean it's really your take on it but depression and anxiety are both kind of heavy topics as it is so we just want to put it out there and also just put out the fact that we are covering very heavy topics like for our first series And we understand if that's like, whoa, they're like super heavy on the topics, but we are definitely going to cover light topics in the future too. Like it's not always going to be sadness and grief or whatever, Um, but we just talk about what's real and what's on our mind. And we felt like mental health would be a great first series, which by the way, we don't have a number of how many episodes we're going to record on mental health. We're just going to keep shooting you the shit as Vanessa used. And I love that phrase. (laughs)
0: But yeah, I mean, we, we laugh a lot and we keep things light, but I feel like this is such, you know, it's, it's a tough topic for the start, but at the same time, it's so perfect because this is something that everybody can relate to right now with this pandemic. Everybody can relate to some form or type of mental health growth or needing of growth right now. So I don't know. I feel like it's a good topic, even though it's a little heavy at first we keep it light, we tell you guys some riddles, we tell you guys some jokes, we're we're a little funny if I'm not going to toot my own horn, (laughs) so um, if you want something a little more like, I don't know, I guess humorous or something a little lighter, just stick around because we are going to be talking about all kinds of other stuff, I believe I mentioned in the previous, uh, or not the previous, the first episode, a few topics that we were going to be covering and you're not going to want to miss it, especially the sex talk, (laughs) <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> I don't know where that sound came from out of my throat but I <laughs> that's what that's what I thought when I thought of sex talk. yeah you guys like seriously stick around it's gonna be worth your while except for our moms uh you guys can just ski <laughs> down on that season Carla and Rosie no
1: listening to this <laughs>
0: But we love you mom. Mom's <laughs> we love you. We love you so much, but don't listen to us talk about <laughs> please. <laughs> oh bad. All right. We're getting ahead of ourselves talking about. We've been so excited <laughs> to do that one, but I don't know, like we need to focus on this one. But I just I'm so
1: excited for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz it's such a fun topic, but get right into it. That that young uh arch nemesis anxiety.
0: Mm-hmm. That's BFF is depression. And, you know, I got them both in my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's kind of crazy because uh, now that I think about it for like how I kind of touched a little bit on that last time on the second, and then went deeper into it on the third, how I had depression. Um, I definitely did have anxiety with that. But at the time, I didn't know that it was anxiety, but now looking back, I'm like, oh, that's what that was. Like, that's crazy because I think, um, so often, you know, especially growing up, like it was more like you kind of just dealt with your emotions and that was just how it was like, and research wasn't really it's not that it wasn't out but i feel like maybe i just didn't know or wasn't told certain things so i didn't know that certain disorders or certain things you go through had names you know like i just didn't know that until i started researching and i started experiencing things and started going to therapy then i was like oh that's what that was no wonder
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i hate that feeling when you're going through like a tough time you're going through these emotions. And you're like, is this normal? Like, is this, does everybody go through this? And then you finally, you know, find a moment of joy or happiness or your life starts going smooth for a minute. And you're like, wait, this is how it's supposed to be? Okay, then what the hell was that back there? Because that was fucking crazy.
1: (laughs) Heck yeah. It's just crazy what we go through and what we face. And sometimes that pretty much a lot of the time, like how we said before, if you don't have the resources or you just don't know who to turn to, you're going through it alone. And I think that's why we kind of wanted to bring to the table that you don't have to go through it alone, you know? Yeah. Um, um, so did you want to start, Ness? Or how would, you, how would you like to go dive into this anxiety business?
0: I actually had a couple questions for you regarding anxiety. Um, just pretty general, just trying to get the ball rolling on this topic. Um, but I was just curious, like, when you realize that you started to have anxiety like around what time in your life
1: do you think it started Hmm, probably until after I had Zelda to be honest because when I then when I really had like a different kind of anxiety postpartum anxiety and it was so extreme that I didn't like realize when I talked to the counselor and he uh he what's the word when he like he basically told me all the different things that i had like postpartum depression i had postpartum anxiety ocd possibility of adhd like all these different things um but when he told me that it like finally resonated like oh my god like i've been dealing with anxiety a long ass time so i guess i didn't realize till way older that that's what i had but knowing back or looking back and knowing what I know now, I was definitely probably like 14 when I first had anxiety and like how I said depression. Um, So, I mean, teenage years, you know?
0: Yeah, I feel like uh, those are definitely the roughest times. And then if you have anything uh, like kind of going on in your mind or anything, and then you hit that stage, I feel like it just brings it to the forefront of your brain. And makes it so much more prominent to where that's like such a intense time in everybody's lives because you're going through such a crazy amount of changes and you have all these hormones come through your body. And I feel like that's where a lot of, um, a lot of people go through depression. I know that the younger generation, um, based on that book, I was talking about the adult development, the younger generation is more depressed than the older generation, um, No matter like what time of year or day or decade, whatever, it's always the younger people who are more depressed, which is kind of funny because I got a lot less responsibilities. I'm an adult now and I'm like, oh, shit, I had a good back then. What was I tripping on?
1: And that's what's crazy. That's what's super crazy, too, that when you kind of necessarily don't have as much going on. Sometimes that's when it attacks you harder. And then there's certain people that will say, Well, you have nothing to be depressed about, or you have nothing to be anxious about. But that's not the way mental health works. You know, that's not the way the brain works. So it's kind of crazy how some people are pretty judgy about that. But, and especially how we were talking about the last episode like if you had some type of trauma or you had something that happened when you were younger then that can stick with you all the way until you're older and then when you actually start to assess it like oh dang that's what I had then you realize like that's why you were depressed or that's why you were anxious or whatever emotions you felt you know
0: yeah something that Mark used to tell me a lot back like when we first started dating um he said that because he, he has really tough days at work. He works in construction and in pipeline. So sometimes he gets covered in crap, long story short. And a lot of the time he comes home like covered in dirt, drenched in sweat, like he's breaking his back every single day, um, sometimes even seven days a week. And I used to work in an office <laughs> with like air conditioning. And the only stress I had was mental stress. I didn't have any like physical labor stress and stuff like that. But if we would come home and I'd have a bad day and I'd be handling it worse than him, I would, I don't know, like I would start feeling bad. Like, Oh, I'm here. I am complaining about my little day when you basically were like, he couldn't even stand straight because his back was hurting so bad. And he said that his worst day of his life feels equivalent to my worst day of my life because I've never had anything worse. So whatever is the worst experience I've had, I feel it just as equal as his worst experience that he had. I don't know about that on a certain level, but like for general things, I feel like yeah, you can't discredit someone else's bad day just because someone else has it worse. If that makes sense.
1: No, definitely.
0: I hope I I hope I made that make sense <laughs> and where my mind went in that train. <laughs> Girl, it made
1: a hundred percent sense. Like, oh wow, that did that make sense? A hundred percent No, yeah, no, that was that was crystal clear. I 100% got that. Um, I feel like for me, definitely, I agree with that. Like you can't unvalidate someone's experience just because you're going through worse. Yeah,
0: I think also for adults and or even just like older adults, they've gone through so much to where the little things, well, I guess not little, like certain things that will be terrible absolutely horrible for someone younger to an adult or an older adult they feel like it's not that bad because they've been through more they've been through more experiences to compare just like when a little like a like a two-year-old if they lost their lily pop or if they dropped their ice cream they completely lose their shit and it's like the end of the world because to them that's horrible that's terrible that's like the worst thing they can think of even though for us we have experienced worse It doesn't, you know, invalidate that child's feelings. And I see that a lot. I see a lot of people, um, now I'm going on a different tangent, but I see a lot of people like kind of not letting their kids go through their emotions. And I feel like that's why, like, not that our parents did bad or anything, but I feel like that's why I might um, invalidate my own feelings. I've been told a lot that, like, I'm an emotional person and, I need to be more happy, and that I'm always sad, and that I'm always depressed, or I'm shy. Like, so I get all these titles because I I was a little sissy lala. I was a whiny baby as a kid. So now I carry that on into adulthood to where now I feel like my feelings aren't always valid. Even though what they are. Like, all human beings' feelings are valid. We all go through things. We wouldn't just be going through the motions just for the hell of it. Like, we feel what we feel because we are human beings. And nobody should... Um, make us
1: feel like we're not valid exactly and I I kind of want to touch basis on that too to where um, like you know with our parents right like definitely I think as we were talking last time or one of the episodes that the older generations did have it harder in so many ways like if they immigrated here or maybe they were really poor or they had a hustle and do different things or whatever it is and, like, I definitely also just want to make a shout out really quick to my mom because she's probably gonna listen to this. <laughs> like, she's, she's really the toughest person I know um, besides my grandma. And she's so strong and she always hustled and always made sure that I had everything. I could ever have she always put in that effort she always just went above and beyond like she was just that mom you know she made it happen and she loved me unconditionally and that just goes to show that just because you can have everything or you can have someone who can give you everything that doesn't mean you're not going to face mental health issues you know and yeah um, that also just to go along with that is I think just as a generation as a whole when an older generation is like oh the generation's more sensitive maybe that's true But that's not a bad thing. Maybe it just means we're more woke, you know. (laughs) And I'm not trying to discredit like the older generations, but I'm just saying maybe we're more in tune with our feelings. But that's good, and things need to change. So I think it's good to be sensitive. I think it's good to be aware that change is needed in this world, you know.
0: Yeah, it takes a lot of strength. I think I was telling you this the other day to show your emotions, to face your, your feelings. Um, Cause I know I'm the type of person that never cries. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm heartless or no. if I'm just suppressing my tears, but I feel like for someone, since I personally cannot cry, if someone else can cry freely and in front of like other people, just because they're, they're facing their feelings. To me, that's so much stronger than me suppressing it. And I'm like, dang, like, I wish I had that strength to express how I really feel wholeheartedly. Um, So to me, I don't think it's bad. I don't think, you know, we're sissy lala's or anything. I feel like it's just being um, strong enough to basically like wear our hearts on our sleeves. And I feel like that's just amazing
1: I think I think unfortunately I don't have that no I think that everyone handles their emotions differently you know and some people are criers uh, uh, me (laughs) some people are not criers you know that's just how it goes and I think it's one of those things where um there's definitely a balance and I don't have that balance because
0: (laughs) I cry at the stupidest shit I waited too long to say this but going back to our parents (laughs) Oh my! So, <laughs> uh-uh. crap, and I already lost my train of thought what I was going to say. I was going to say something. Oh, so first of all, I I haven't listened back to this yet, obviously, because we're recording right now, and I just really hope that I didn't make it seem like I resent my parents or <laughs> I think my parents did a bad job, because first of all, they did an amazing job. I'm like, BFFs with both of them. Shout out to my mom, because I know you're listening, and I love you, and I hope that didn't sound like I was like, my mom tells me I'm, I'm- a... <laughs> i'm emotional you know, because she doesn't like my mom's the one who feels my feelings um my dad obviously being a man who's more rough around the edges and he's like well man up your light burn like your dad is so funny though in. i think
1: that's where you get it from because her dad oh my when she tells me these stories about her dad he they're just the biggest hoots <laughs> <laughs> i
0: feel like i get the well i don't know because my mom's silly too And I don't feel like my dad tries to be silly. He's just like naturally funny.
1: But she's so sweet. Like every time like I've interacted or seen her, she's just so kind and like such a gentle heart, you know, like you could just tell she's like very, very sweet person. And I really, really care for her.
0: Yeah. Everybody that meets my mom loves her. And it's funny because she's super awkward like me. That's where I get it from. (laughs) And so she's like you know obviously awkward when she meets new people and she doesn't really like say a whole lot but when she does get to talking like i wish she would talk more because she's super interesting and everybody loves her and i just think shout out to my mama you dropped it gorgeous woman <laughs> everybody loves you um uh, <clears throat> but was I, I was trying to go on i know oh i was trying to say that um this is so far off topic from where we like when this was this came into my mind um it's also like culture differences (laughs) when we were saying that like the newer generation is more sensitive versus the older generation it's like it's the culture it's what they grew up learning and then this is what we're growing up learning so it's a little different and I think that's why we might clash and that's why we'll think one way or they'll think the other but that's totally normal and I don't blame anybody for that because you know that's what
1: is learned we learn culture exactly and it's just like any anybody you know of course not counting the people that obviously are asshole parents or abandon their children I'm not talking about I'm talking about parents that actually care you do the best you can for your children. And even though there's a million handbooks or a million ways to tell you how to raise your children, each child's different. So your parents just do what they literally think is best for you. And they try to just do what they can to survive and get through. And that's the same for me. You know, I do everything I can for Zelda, but I'm not a perfect parent by any means. So I'm sure when she gets older, she's going to be a different parent and she's going to have different parenting styles and be like mom while you did this when I was younger and be like look home girl I kept you alive I kept you happy and fed okay so (laughs) But, but that's the thing I just think as the generations grow it's important to just expand and become better than you can be and really learn to get rid of those traumas that you face or those things that you face and learn how to cope with them so that you don't pass that on to your children you know um. Yeah.
0: Um. Last note real quick before we move on. I know I've been keeping us here for <laughs> a long time. <laughs> Apparently I have a lot to say on this topic. Um, I think it's important for children not to put their parents on a pedestal, if that makes sense, because then you have like unrealistic expectations out of your parents because they're not perfect. They're human beings, just like everybody else. And a lot of, well, me for one, I kind of had that image in my mind that my parents were perfect and everything they did had to be like the limit of expectation, the limit of like like what I need to reach. And that puts a lot of pressure on the parent too, because, you know, they're human and they know that they've made mistakes. So I feel like I just wanted to put that note out there because that's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. I don't have any kids, but I've been thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, I, I am 26 now and I definitely want to have kids. So Watch me be pregnant tomorrow. <laughs> oh my! Um, but no, I was. I've just been thinking about that a lot. Like the the kind of um, expectations I want to set for my child, and have them understand that I am a human being, and I want to talk to them like a human being instead of talking to them like only
1: like authority. If that makes sense. And I think that's so awesome that you already have that view because um, I definitely. Try my hardest to incorporate that. And I've always said that um, as just the beginning of my parenthood, which also was a huge, huge, uh, a huge reason for why I felt so much anxiety and depression was the expectation of being a perfect parent. And I myself had to come to terms with the fact that I was going to make mistakes and I was not going to be this perfect parent because I had painted this picture my whole life. So I really want to tell Zelda that just throughout her whole life that, you know, nobody's perfect and you're going to make your mistakes. And I just want to show her that as long as you strive to be the best that you can be and you're a good person inside and out and you just really go through life, accomplishing what you want to accomplish and following your drives and your motivations you'll be all right you know and i want to let her know that like i will never be this perfect parent but i will love you i will be there for you and i will do everything in my power to keep you safe happy and just you know in a good home you know so
0: yeah run plus buzz for this good ass mama <laughs> I feel like I always tell you how amazing of a mom you are, because like you said, like we're woke (laughs) with our emotions and I just love watching you be a mom. Like it just you make it so inspiring and you make me (laughs) want to be a mom because I didn't know if I wanted to be a mom for a real long
1: time. (laughs) That means so much to me when you say stuff like that or when I hear that, because honestly, like a lot of the time I strive to be a good mom. But there's times where like if I lose my patience or Zelda and Dexter are driving me up the wall and like doing stuff and I'm like Zelda, Dexter and I like lose my patience and there's times where I'm just like this just imperfect parent or I notice myself I'm on social media and I have to like take myself off like hey. Be present with Zelda to be present in the moment there's just so many times where like I feel like I could do so much better so then when I do hear things like you're doing a great job or your great mom it's like thank you thank you so much
0: <laughs> I think that kind of goes back to what I was saying about the unrealistic expectations um, as a parent not just from the kid's point of view but from the parent's point of view too because you need to remember that you are a human being and we lose our patience we we can snap sometimes, and we can't be perfectly calm and peaceful all the time. And I've never seen you snap. Like, I've seen <laughs> you get frustrated, but you're always so sweet when you're frustrated. Like, with Zelda or Dexter, you're like, Dexter, Zelda, and then they're both like, cracking up. <laughs> so, I don't think they
1: feel like you're being, like, mean or you're snapping. There's times, um, I'm tell- There's time. The-, the one time I really <laughs> really get mad is when... She starts screaming, but I'm talking about like murderous scream, like it'll be because she doesn't want to go in the bath or cause I took her crayons and she'll just start screaming. And I'll tell her once, like, hey, you need to calm down, and then she'll scream even louder, and then I'm like, Hey. <laughs> like, I just lose my shit because I'm like, You're screaming, it's making me scream, stop screaming. <laughs> and then and then we both just are like, There's been times where we both just crying, and I'm like, I'm sorry, and then she'll give me a hug. <laughs> <laughs> that is so sweet like that legit word. Oh, my oh girl the, the parenting but before we get too far away from the subject um I just kind of wanted to actually go into that the different types of anxieties that I found and then I'm actually gonna go back to um kind of when you know I noticed my anxiety like mom anxiety and stuff like that um But I just wanted to go over them really quick. Generalized anxiety disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, Let me see. I'm going through my notes. So hold on. Panic disorder, (laughs) PTSD, also known as post-traumatic stress disorder, um, and social phobia. So those are kind of what I did research on. Um, And then to go into that, basically, I kind of wanted to put out there that it's insane which we have talked about before, but it's insane how anxiety is literally frowned upon or how people think it's like not an actual disorder. Like people literally discredit this all the time. Like, Oh, it's all in your head or people are literally like you have nothing to worry about. Or when people tell you, Oh, well don't think about that. And it's like, what? Like, okay, let me just do that real quick. Like, let me not think about that. Okay. (laughs) Why didn't I think of that? (laughs) And, Yeah, it's crazy though, because when I look like most of the symptoms are similar, of course, there's different symptoms for the different types of anxiety disorders. And there's way more than just this mentioned. So like Vanessa's mentioned before, we are not medical professionals. We just speak from our personal experiences and what we do research on. Um, But pretty much the common symptoms that I found were panic attacks, excessive worrying, sometimes you feel agitated, nervousness, sweating, feeling weak or tired, trouble concentrating, um, urging, or like having the urge to avoid things that trigger that anxiety, and GI problems, which is gastrointestinal problems, um, and just different stuff like that. So for me, though, personally, when I've had anxiety, um, I do feel a lot of those symptoms, but the symptoms that I correlated with were like panic attacks. Excessive worrying, nervousness, feeling weak or tired, trouble concentrating, trouble falling asleep, urge, avoiding, triggering things, and also, like, excessive, excessive guilt. Like, I've always... Ever since I was little, I've just kind of been a guilty person and I'm not saying like I do all these shady things because I don't, but it's literally like guilt for like little things. A lot of that stems from my anxiety where that guilt is just there and I I kind of am trying to work through that because there's times where I'm like, why do I feel guilty for this? And I honestly all the time question like, where does this come from? Like, where does this stem from that I feel guilty for so many little things and I don't get it. I don't get it.
0: Yep. I feel you. Um, I had to learn to stop apologizing for the weather <laughs> because that's not something I can control. <laughs> or like if something happened in somebody else, like I feel like my natural reaction is to apologize. They're like, oh, I stubbed my toe on the floor, I'm sorry. <laughs> and they're like, why are you sorry? You didn't stub my toe on the table. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's true. But I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah, it, it's crazy. It's,
1: it's it, weird, it, but yeah. I guess that's just kind of um, where it comes in To being an overthinker, you know, because for me, girl, I overthink everything. And literally, and Jesse tells me all the time, like, you're overthinking this. Or even at work, I've been told that, like, you're overthinking this. Like, for little things. And I just, I'm like that. I just run like that. It's just my brain. And and that's actually what I kind of wanted to um, talk about, which is so funny because I have always described this like when I write or when I've like wrote written like poetry or just like how I describe my anxiety and depression when it goes. So this is like the cycle. I call it like the rat race cycle. And for me, this is how it is. So it's intrusive thoughts, which trigger my anxiety, which then lead to OCD, rumination, which is like basically like me trying to counteract that anxiety. And then it leads into depression. And then it's kind of like a cycle. And I actually found online a picture of OCD cycle. And this is what it says. Obsessive thought, anxiety, compulsive behavior, temporary relief. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) I'm like, I'm a fucking scientist, bro. (laughs) I was gripping when I saw that. Like, I was like legit, like. So intrigued by that because I was like, dang, like this is literally how it works. Like when you have OCD, it's like how the brain works. And it's just super crazy to me. Which, if people don't know what an intrusive thought is, it's basically a thought that you don't want to think about, like an unwanted thought, or it could be a mental image or an urge. And those could be anything from like unwanted sexual thoughts, religious thoughts, or harmful thoughts. And basically, I would think, honestly, everyone has them, but I think some people don't necessarily obsess about them. And it's not obsessive in the way that you want it to happen, but it's obsessive like you can't get over that you thought that. Does that make sense? So yeah. um, that's why it's called obsessive compulsive disorder, because when I was looking into it, basically, it's when you obsess about that thought and then you have compulsions. So compulsions are basically things to counteract things. It's almost like a ritual. So for instance, I don't know if you've ever heard like when people are like, oh, you have OCD and there's people that will like touch things three times or like tap things or do certain things. But for me, it was like when I had OCD, I remember it was always with my intrusive thoughts. So when I would have thoughts that were negative, literally in my mind, I would try to counteract them with something positive, but it became to the point where I was doing it all the time. So like, if I even felt for a second, like a negative thought was coming on, I would change it in my head. And it became so exhausting because I was literally like ruminating about this thought, which ruminating is basically like obsessing when you're like, literally like thinking about it over and over again. So for me, it was just one of those things where it's like, I'd, I just thought my whole life, like I was some sick, well, not my whole life, but I thought I was like some sick, demented person because I felt like, oh my God, I have these horrible thoughts. Like I can't be a good person. And then years later, when I had my postpartum depression, anxiety, that's when I learned about meditation. And it was crazy because when I was talking to the therapist, it was like the second therapist I ever had. um, He asked me, he's like, give me an example of one of your thoughts. And I was so scared. Like, is he serious right now? Like, he wants to know the demented parts of jazz. <laughs> so I literally told him a thought that I had often. And I honestly don't remember what it was because this was, like, almost three years ago. And when he asked me, when I told him, he was like, that's it? And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> was like, And then he's like, see, he's like, you... Need, um, what did he say? Like, he's like, You can't beat yourself up for the things you think. He's like, We have thoughts every single day. He's like, It's not what you think, it's what you act upon. And so, he said that's when he talked about meditation and. That's why I am literally such an advocate and people are probably going to be so sick of hearing me talk about meditation, but that's why I talk (laughs) about it so heavily because literally I had to learn to reshape my way of thinking and like learning to accept thoughts as just thoughts. So now when I get thoughts that might've been considered super ugly or negative before now, just kind of like, uh, let's go on with the day, you know? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I and then there's more to it. But I kind of just wanted to talk about that. um, Like my specific, I guess, anxiety disorder, which I have, which also has caused like panic before. Um, But I kind of just want to ask you about, you know, how we've talked about and you've mentioned social anxiety. So can you talk about that? And can you like, describe what that is and what you go through when you experience that?
0: Sure. (laughs) (laughs) so for me at least i have really bad social anxiety with i feel like it's anyone more than like me and one other person so even people i've known forever like amelia we're gonna be interviewing her by the way and she
1: is freaking we love amelia (laughs) is just so beautiful and so nice and she's just the moana the real life moana (laughs) Dude, yeah, seriously,
0: like, girl crush. Yes, <laughs> yes hard eyes, hard eyes. <laughs> She's awesome. She is so cool. Um, And obviously, you know, me and Jazz, we have a really close relationship. And I feel like we're just the the three little amigos when we're together. Um, but for some reason, I always, like, shut down. I can't, like, I talk the least, and I'm just, like, watching, and then I don't know how to act. I don't know what to say, even though... I know both of them for a really long time and on personal levels, it's not like they're strangers and I'm nervous. You know what I mean? It's just, I start panicking and then um, for a more like general sense versus just like one-on-ones or one-on-twos. If there's like a gathering or a party to go to, I will start panicking like moments before to the point where sometimes I can't even leave my house. And there's no reason, like, again, it's not always people that I don't know. A lot of the time, it's people that I do know and that I've known for years. Um, Some even, what, like, seven or eight years, because I met you the same time Mm -hmm. I met everybody else in the group. And for some reason, I just start panicking. And it's not like, I don't know these people. (laughs) But I start freaking out. My heart starts to race. Um, I feel like I'm sweating a lot. I feel like I can't think straight. I start getting really irritable and I'll start getting really like uh, grumpy. So I'll be snippy like towards Mark if he's trying to like help me or calm me down out of my kind of like anxiety episode. I feel like I just snap at him and I get defensive. And not everybody kind of goes through that emotion but I just know personally I do. I get frustrated when I can't control myself. If I can't control my feelings or my thoughts it just makes you angry. Just like a kid who can't communicate like through words, like if they haven't learned how to talk yet, but they know what they want and they just can't ask for it. They get frustrated, they cry, they scream. And that's how I feel like I react sometimes. Um, But then once I get there, everything's totally fine. But the battle for me is getting there, getting out the door, putting on my shoes, getting in the car and driving off. Sometimes I've even gotten in the car, drove to my destination, sat outside for half an hour, And went home. And I do that a lot um, with the grocery store. So I need to get groceries. And this isn't because of the pandemic. I've always been like this with grocery stores. I'll park outside of the grocery store and I'll just sit there and I'll think I'll go over my list like over and over and over again. And I'll try and like talk myself out of it or talk myself into it. I'm just going back and forth, back and forth And then eventually, like, I just get so mentally drained from myself that I just have to go home. I'm like, I can't do this right now. And I go home. And I don't know where that stems from or why I have that. And I used to call people. I used to be on the phone the whole time I was in the grocery store. Or, like, if I would go to a ghetto (laughs) store, I'm not going to name names. (laughs) I almost dropped that name again. Or even if I go to a more high class with (laughs) a red circle and a red dot in the middle, (laughs) even if I, (laughs) all the girls are going to be like, "Ah!" no, but yeah, whenever I go there, it doesn't matter if it's a good area or a bad area, anything. Like I would always have to be on the phone with somebody because um, just being by myself and walking around, like my heart starts racing and I hold my breath when I walk. So then my chest starts to hurt really bad. And I'm not realizing that I'm doing that. And then when I get in the car, all of a sudden, I feel my body, like, detensify. And I'm like, oh, snap. Like, I was, I don't understand why I'm not buff by now. Because I'd be <laughs> holding in all my muscles super tight contracting for, like, an hour that I'm in the store. Um, so, yeah, it's just stuff like that. Like, I'm sorry if I didn't explain it properly. I was just you know, speaking off the dome, but that's usually you know, what I go I, I totally get
1: that, and you know what's um interesting, so, I growing up was actually very, like, to myself, and then my mom put me in karate, and I was in that for a long time, like, seven, eight years, and, by the way, I was almost a black belt, but I decided I wasn't going to test for it, because I ended up falling out of love with the hobby, and I was like, if I do this, I'm being unfaithful to the sport, <laughs> and anyway. Anyways, but after that, (laughs) I really learned how to socially, like, interact. And then after that, I was kind of just a social butterfly. But it's really interesting because as social as I am, I'm so awkward. Like, there's times where, like, people say things that catch me off guard. I'll say something and then I'll say something else. And I'm like, okay, this is just awkward now in my head. And I try to, like, change things. And I'm like, okay, I'm panicking here, but I can't get off the situation. So (laughs) I do panic in some social settings or especially... Oh, which it irritates me. and also makes me feel weird. I hate when people look at me for long periods of times. First of all, I'm like, first of all, take a picture, but don't because you creep. <laughs> and then second of all, it makes me feel weird. Like, okay, is there something on me? Like, is what are you judging on me? Like, why are you looking at me? Or, and then the third one is like, do they appreciate my beauty? Because maybe I shouldn't be so awkward. Right <laughs> but I definitely, there are times where I do feel a little bit of social anxiety, but that's what I think is so interesting is there's so many different types of anxiety and it's crazy, um, that we all face so many different things, you know? And I think, um, that's, I mean, I didn't really do too, too deep of research. That's why I kind of wanted you to explain, but I think you explained that very well about social phobia or social anxiety. And I think that so many people actually do have that. And so many people might also have OCD with different things but I think it's just the fact of maybe people aren't aware that it's there or sometimes people just aren't open with their feelings you know um and also I didn't know this I knew that PTSD was a thing but I actually didn't know that postpartum PTSD was a thing so which I kind of wanted to go into so after when I you know, was diagnosed with my postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety, Um, I went to therapy, meditation, prayer, strong support group system, all of that stuff. And having that really like helped me go through it, you know, and the depression ended up like fading, but would come back in bits and pieces. But the anxiety has been there the whole time, you know, like that is stuck, it really hasn't gone away. And just for people that don't understand, like, literally, I don't think, anxiety is something that can be explained completely unless you've experienced it because there's times where I have vocalized my fears or I guess anxieties to people and not in a judgy way or not in a way that they were like being mean. No one's ever like necessarily been mean about it. But a lot of times when I say it, People are like, they'll say something to be like, oh, well, I mean, that's, that's crazy. Like, I've never thought about that. Or like, not crazy in a way that they're trying to make me feel crazy, but like, oh, dang, I've never had that worry. Or I've never had that fear. Or people just don't understand completely because they don't go through it, you know? And um, that's what sucks, yeah. though, about anxiety is, like, in my case, it's with Zelda a lot of the times, people that I've trusted, known for ever, I have anxiety with like, what if they hurt her? What if this happens to her? If she gets a bruise on her, like, well, where did she get this from? Or, and it's like this cycle that never ends. And it's just hard to constantly live with that because it's like, you have to push yourself through to know that you really do know these people or you really do trust these people. But when you hear so many stories and you read about it all over the place. And for me, I've known, I would say about like 80% of people where something did happen to them. That was traumatic. It's so hard to fully trust people you know and that's the thing about anxiety it just it's it's awful and which goes into the PTSD part so I noticed pretty much uh around every well because I noticed I had it right after Zelda was born so around every February like mid-February until like March I do get like that I guess, flashback, or I go into those moods again, or those episodes where I feel like depressed again, I'll feel super anxious. And I'm like going through like a mental health crisis. And it's just kind of crazy that your body can still have that trauma years later, you know. Um, and I just want to say, you know, that there are instances where people need to take medication for whatever they're going through. And I just want to put out there that that does not make you crazy. I think there's this huge stigma based around that. If you take medication that you are crazy or that you need to go to the cuckoo bin or whatever people have said before that I've heard. And um, just to kind of say a little bit about that, after having Zelda and facing everything that I did, I was actually really close um, taking medication. Like I, I knew that things were not getting better and I knew that I was very imbalanced. So I had gone to a psychiatrist actually. But for me, I was actually very, very eager not to take medication, not because I felt like, oh, I'd be crazy but because I was breastfeeding Zelda and there are a lot of medications you can actually breastfeed still. But for me, since I hadn't done enough research in knowing that it would have absolutely no effect on her or later down in life where it would affect her mentally, I didn't even want to risk that. And I knew that breastfeeding to me was something that was more important at the time where I was like, I want to breastfeed. Like I knew that sticking to that goal, was so important to me and me and Jesse had mentioned that before that for us we wanted her to have breast milk that was just our choice for our daughter so for me I was just very eager not to take medication but I knew that if I had to I was gonna have to and that was one of the talks that me and a psychiatrist had where I was telling him like I don't want to be stuck on something, I don't want to be addicted. And I don't want to have an effect where I could go into a deeper depression. Cause I've heard that when you take medication, sometimes in order to stabilize, you go into a deeper hole. And so I was so fearful of that. And I told him like, I am just so fearful of all the things I've heard. And he told me, well, I want you to try to go to therapy and do other things first before you take medication he's like but you have to think about it like this you have to think about the quality of life you live and if medication is something that can assist you then you should do what is best for you and he's like but we'll see how you are doing in a month or so and go from there and then I ended up doing you know different vices for me like meditation and therapy and then just talking more openly about it and then that alone I was like you know and then when I breastfeeding got easier that also made it to where I was like, okay, I'm not going to take medication, but I just want to put that out there. If you do need medication, do what you have to do.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. That Great point. Excellent. Top notch. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of talking on like medication and like health note. Um, I was also reading, I keep referring to this book um, because I am in school learning a little bit about this stuff. So anxiety, um, obviously when you're putting your body and your mind under extreme stress, even when you're not necessarily like doing anything physically strenuous, um, it lowers your immune system and then makes you more susceptible to getting sick or um, having a different type of health condition and, I don't know, like that part kind of blew my mind because a lot of the time you think that the mind is the mind and the body is the body. And we don't always pay attention to the link that they have and the effects that they have on each other. So just like how um, anxiety, having anxiety can lead to lower immunity causing a health condition, it can be the other way around too. So if somebody already has a pre-existing condition, that can give them anxiety. You know what I mean? Going through something like that or having to deal with something um that's kind of like against your health obviously will cause anxiety for a lot of people and then a lot of time depression as well which then only lowers the immune immune uh, immune system, I'm immunity <laughs> and then makes things worse. I don't know, I just thought that that was so wild how um, our minds and our body kind of just affect each affect each other I, see here i go her in again and, <laughs> um they just play off of each other and i thought that that was wild um for me that makes me really nervous because i get anxiety over every little thing and i get it i i'm the type of person that creates scenarios in my mind that probably will never happen or impossible of happening and then i will stress myself about it and i will uh just obsess over that thought constantly and constantly and thinking about it. I'm like, Oh, well, what if this, or what if that? And it's always the, what if, what if, what if? So I'm stressing, I'm having anxiety over something that's not happening or is never going to happen. So then that stresses me out even more. Cause I'm like, dang, all this stress is making me stressed. It, and then I'm going to get sick, which is stressing me out even more. <laughs> so
1: it's insane. Yeah. It's, it's so insane the way our brain works and the way the mind is and especially that anxiety and depression a lot of the times go hand in hand and I think it's just to show that we're so complex as people and it's also to give a round of applause for people that are dealing with this these disorders on a daily basis and you're waking up each day and you're still conquering the world you know and I think that can look different to each person like maybe that's going to work and doing what you got to do or or maybe that's getting up for the day and just making sure you complete all your tasks at home or whatever it is that you do but it's just a round of applause to know that even though mentally you're going through things you're still a rock star and you're still kicking life's ass (laughs) yeah
0: and something you said made me think of a point I wanted to mention um even if you know one day you necessarily can't like you don't have the mental strength or the energy to accomplish all the goals that you wanted to have for that day. That's totally okay too. don't feel guilty. Don't beat yourself up over it. Cause I know I'll do that if I need to go to the grocery store and I don't go, I, I beat myself up over it, but it's not like I can't pick myself up and try again tomorrow. And then I'll probably be in a better mindset. I'll have had a mental break. I'll have had that rest that I needed that day. And then I can, go in 10 times harder the next day, and totally, you know, kick that grocery store's ass, like, Heck yeah. so don't beat yourself up for the for the one day, because sometimes you do need to take a mental break. If you are going through a lot of things, and you're thinking too much, and you're super stressed, sometimes it's good to like power through, because then you feel accomplished, and you feel stronger. But sometimes it's better just to take a moment for yourself to kind of like gather yourself and then try again even harder the next time.
1: Heck yeah, I I agree with that.
0: So just to kind of end on the anxiety note, I had a quote of the day that um I got, I believe yesterday, and I thought it would fit perfectly for this talk. <clears throat> again, I got it on our motivation, I know I rave about that all the time. <laughs> so it goes. <clears throat> Don't cry over the past, it's gone. Don't stress about the future, it hasn't arrived. Live in the present and make it beautiful. So yeah, that one kind of like hit me because first of all, the don't stress about the future, it hasn't arrived. That's like my number one thing. (laughs) And I feel like I'm so busy living in the past or in the possibility of the future that I forget about the present. And then I miss out so much on what's going on now and I'm trying really hard to, like, focus on today, focus on enjoying today,
1: you know? Yeah, I I think that's awesome. And I don't know if we have touched on that before, um, but I can't remember who I was talking to. Maybe it was, a, it was probably a quote I read, and it was saying that depression is stemmed from focusing on the past, and anxiety is uh, stemmed from focusing on the future or worrying about the future. So the goal is to stay present and then... That just comes into staying present, you know, and I think that yeah, that's super super awesome. And um, can you, for people who are just joining us, can you tell people about motivation? <laughs> sure. <laughs> this is not
0: sponsored, by the way. <laughs> I should, have, be <laughs> should be though. I should be a yo motivation app. Hit me up, <laughs> Evanessa.lightburn Light burn on Instagram. <laughs> oh my god. Um. So. There's this app and it's called motivation and you get to pick a time frame. So I picked 7am till 7pm and they'll kind of divide it um, throughout the day and they'll just like send me notifications of quotes. So throughout the day, I'll just get these quotes and it kind of helped me like ground myself and you can pick which topics you want to do. So I think I picked like stress, anxiety, anxiety. like daily motivation, just like get up and do what I got to do. Um, and then something like mental strength or something like that. I can't remember. I got it so long ago. It asks you right when you get the app. And so 7 a.m., boom, I get my first uh, notification. And then I get to read it before I start my day, before I have my coffee. And then throughout the day, like if I'm doing homework, boom, notification, I read it and it gets me in the right mindset. I love having it, and I rave about it all the freaking time because it's awesome. Again, it's called Motivation, and um, I just got another notification. So <laughs> yesterday, I thought this was so crazy because they always know what I need to hear in the moment that I need to hear it. So yesterday, I was kind of stressing a little bit, um, having anxiety about, I said I wasn't going to bring this up in this episode, but I was feeling the pressure of the clock as a woman. And I was feeling like, man, I need to hurry up and get married. I need to hurry up and have kids. And then um, they uh, immediately in that moment, I got this notification. And I'll actually read it to you guys, too. It says, repeat to yourself. I'm not going to rush anything. I'm not going to stress out or worry about how things will work out for me. And I was like, are these people listening to me? Like, Are these <laughs> people watching me through my camera? Is this the FBI? Like. <laughs> So they do that all the time, and I think it's just so cool. Like, they always tell me exactly what I need to know in the moment that I need to know it.
1: That's so yeah. awesome.
0: That's That's really cool. A lot of the time, you can't pull yourself out of your own episode because you're not realizing it's happening.
1: Mm-hmm. You're just
0: in it, and you're going through, you know, the feelings, and it's kind of tough to, like, pull yourself out. So it kind of snaps
1: me out of that a lot, and that alone has helped me tremendously. Actually, Vanessa... Um, I'm going to ask you some this or that questions regarding fall. And of course, our viewers can follow along, but I just thought this would be kind of fun to end up with or end off with. So are you ready? Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Okay. Trick or treating or Halloween party? Halloween party. Pumpkins or skeletons? Pumpkins. Hocus Pocus or Halloween town? oh uh,
0: that's such a hard one um hocus pocus oh
1: girl (laughs) nightmare before christmas or corpse bride oh why are you doing this to me
0: oh my gosh i'm getting anxiety i'm stressed (laughs) i'm just kidding um nightmare before christmas witches
1: or zombies
0: you're pulling out all the tough ones today.
1: Uh, <laughs> zombies. I'm gonna be a zombie this year. By the way. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ooh. So then, sexy nun or pinup zombie? Pinup zombie. Pumpkin spice wrap or pumpkin spice scone? Um, are fraps the like frozen ones? Yeah, like the blended ones. Scone. I don't like fraps. <laughs> Uh, Reese's peanut butter cups or Snickers with almonds? Snickers. Purple and black combination or orange and black combination? Mm, Orange and black. Smell of rain or look of rain? Oh, damn. (laughs) Uh... Look. Okay, and one more fall or winter fall okay well that that concludes that <laughs> this or that segment oh that was tough <laughs> i'm breaking a sweat over here uh so um i hope you guys enjoyed that this or that and dude that's freaking podcast number fucking four dude oh man
0: Whew. Dang, I'm just, like, so pumped. Like, we've been knocking <laughs> this out like crazy. We've and we're really finally going to be ready to, like, post. Like, what? I, like y'all are going to actually hear this. Like, we're not just talking to ourselves. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man, I know. It, it's definitely awesome it's coming all to, to life. And just remember, you guys, to follow us on the Insta. If you have any stories, hit us up through email facebook whatever you you feel you want to hit us up on and if you want to share stuff share it if you want to be a guest you could be a guest like (laughs) we're pretty flexible people i on the raw spiel give
0: us your spiel raw (laughs) (laughs) i feel like every episode i have to say something unintentionally nasty Oh man! Oh, I can't wait to tell Mark about that one. He's gonna bust up. Give <laughs> us your spiel
1: raw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that does sound a little dirty, Vanessa. <laughs> a little. Uh... <laughs> oh man, that's a that's a little blushing moment. No, I'm
0: just kidding. <laughs> just a little bit. I gotta do it every time, no matter what. I Always gotta gotta say something. <laughs>
1: oh, well, we gotta get them ready, girl, because are that sex talk comes, I don't think they're gonna be ready for that one. <laughs>
0: Oh, nope, because, I mean, we may sound all innocent, <laughs> but we got some crazy stories. <laughs> oh, yes, we do. We got to keep it raw nasty, you know, just kidding. <laughs> Watch me be like, so one time I did missionary. Oh, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, guys, that was number four, and... um. Much love, good vibes sent your way. Shout out to you guys and a round of applause to us because we made it. <laughs> whoop, whoop.
0: <laughs> Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Adios. <laughs> Bye, Nora <laughs> See you later, alligator. And that is the rash bill.